Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Sandstone Cycles podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Martinez, and it's been a little while, but I'm stoked to be back recording these and hopefully get back on track. I know I say that all the time, but we'll see what we can do. Anyway, super excited about this episode. I got to sit down with a gentleman by the name of Tony Hammerson, and Tony started Pedal Durango. It's a hub for basically anything cycling in the Durango, Colorado area. I thought the concept's really cool. I think what he's doing is super cool. And it was great having this conversation with him, man. He's got great plans for the future. I could tell he's got a great work ethic. He stays super busy. And it's just really cool to see the passion he has for bikes, the passion he has for helping out his community. And uh, it's just really cool, man. I was stoked on it. So excited about this here episode. Uh, one thing I wanted to say was that I apologize for any background noise. We were just kind of hanging out in downtown Durango, so you can hear some people in the background. At one point, an uh, elderly couple comes up, asks Tony uh, about some good places to eat in the area, so Tony helps them out, and you guys can just fast forward through that, um, or you could just uh, listen to it if you are interested in uh, any any places to eat in Durango. Uh, anyway, we talk a little bit about Durango, uh, the, the ski resort. Uh, Purgatory Ski Resort, and we talk about different disciplines of the sport, uh, what Pedal Durango is, future of Pedal Durango, that I think, you know, I told Tony I'd like to catch up with him later on down the road and do another podcast and see how things are going. So uh, anyway, with that, I hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, thanks for listening. Um, Follow us on social media, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, so we kind of just started out as a race team, like a enduro race team, nice. and then gathered up our own sponsors and tried to. Uh, uh, it was just easier for us because at the time we don't have a bike shop, you know, in Astic. Uh, there's mm-hmm. one now, but at the time we didn't have one, so we're just like we're racing and enduro, and so that's all we did, man. We like get we, cheaper parts. We literally <laughs> created a race team and yeah, yeah, I got some help on bikes and got some help on parts and riding gear. And, and this was that's awesome. Super dope. That's we're really stoked. Cool. Yeah. I've been trying to get to the point where I have more time for racing, but it's, it's uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like, I run this furniture store for my family and a few other things. So like oh, that on top of, Dude, yeah. Durango stuff. It's just like, when do I find time? <laughs> so you're just all over the place. Yeah, big time. Let me see. I'm going to turn this up. That's cool, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just get into it. Like, cool. uh, And we'll just talk about a bunch of crap. I don't even, I don't have like an outline or anything, but I have some points if we get bored and get tired of talking. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, what, the main thing, the main reason I want to think, think I want to talk about is uh, Pedal Durango, man. How, how did that come about? Why, when did you start it? But um, if you want to introduce yourself first, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, so my name is Tony Hermesman. Um, born and raised in Durango. 
I always loved biking and stuff like that. And uh, started Pedal Durango out of kind of... Actually, the idea originated when I was living in Portland, actually. Oh, like, nice. the initial idea behind it. Um, and then, so I lived up there a little bit. Where it came from is there's a group up there called Skate Church. So they've got an indoor skate park. And you go there, do a sermon, and you get a skate. Oh, nice. But I don't skate. I ride bikes. <laughs> right. So I went there, wanted to participate, but because they don't allow bikes, it's like, okay, well, I can sit for the sermon, but they wouldn't let me ride. <laughs> So at that point, then it started developing into this idea of like, well, there needs to be an all-encompassing place yeah, and all that stuff. So that's kind of where the idea started blossoming from and uh, moved back up here in 13. And I've always loved biking. So like I do a lot of skate park stuff, free ride, downhill and all that. And when I moved back, just seeing how pocketed the biking community was, yeah, and then still wanting to develop that idea into like realization. Uh, I started just like pondering, like, okay, how do I actually get this to come to fruition? Because if I just opened up a place and expected all the locals just to come pay me to go ride or whatever, it probably wouldn't last. Yeah, because um, I've seen a few spots kind of like that in the area just pop up and then disappear because they they didn't have the community behind it. So I started the the social aspect of Pedal Durango last March and um, started kind of pushing a little bit. And then, like, at the Iron Horse, really tried to get some more stuff going. So I got a few jerseys and that sort of thing. Um, but so on the social end right now, it's mostly just, you know, trying to build that tribe, build the community around Durango's mecca for cycling yeah. and try to promote all aspects of cycling because again the whole pocketed aspect of Durango was frustrating me because I ride everything so and, and what, like um, what do you mean by pocketed like just uh, people were kind of sticking to their own little communities or just uh, like yeah kind of like that where it's like you've got like the Durango Wheel Club where they ride road and it's oh, almost okay. like hard to break into that group gotcha okay or you've got the so disciplines. Yeah, like different disciplines, disciplines. But then even, like, within dis- the disciplines, there's, like, these cliques. Right, And all okay. that stuff. And it's like, I just want to ride bikes, man. Right, exactly. <laughs> so because I do everything, I've done the skate park, I actually ended up riding my fixed gear bike on the Iron Horse because that's all I have for road. <laughs> um, that, I love free ride downhill, all that kind of stuff. Um, cross country, trail. Um I'm actually itching to get a cycle cross bike now. Nice. <laughs> to get into that stuff. But you're done for now, man. No, right. It's like I'm like just counting the bikes. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, cool, but, man? I, I really like Pedal Durango. I, I've been following you for a long time and I just I, it blows my mind how you were able to dude it caught on so good and so perfect. It was like perfect timing too. Exactly. You know what I mean? It yeah. just it was like we needed it, I feel mm-hmm. like. And uh, I'm fairly new to the sport of mountain biking so i'm kind of just learning it but it's a crazy time to get into it because yeah i'm kind of glad i didn't mountain bike in the past because (laughs) i grew up racing motocross but i came dude bikes are ridiculous like the bike i ride it like does the work for me i guess nice so it's just a crazy time and then yeah it feels like to me i don't know how you feel about this but do you feel like mountain biking is getting like for some reason but because like i'm uh, the reason why i'm asking you is because i haven't been biking a long time so i haven't mm-hmm. been in it 
Uh, is it getting more popular like these days, or has it always been kind of this popular? Um, aspects of it have always been pretty popular. Like um, another like kind of era I'd love to see Durango get back to is the the Norba race that they had at Purgatory in like oh three or oh four or something like that was like watching the activity around cycling during that period was awesome i mean we had the national norba race there's pros from all over the place nice. you know free riders downhillers cross you know everybody was here and then after the race they had a thing um a video down at um the abbey theater when it, before it was anima city uh-huh. and so they had a big video like premiere and then they had different things with like restaurants and all that kind of stuff so like that was an era where the entire town was all in, oh, which is so cool to watch. And, like, I've traveled to Moab a few times, and, like, watching how that whole community is, like, they're all in. Right, yeah. And, again, now it's like almost Durango took it for granted for such a long time, and now the whole pocketed mentality or right. the aspect of, like, yeah, we're, we're really awesome, but we're not promoting it. Exactly, yeah. So, like, that's another aspect of pedal drink. I was like, okay, how do I promote this activity in this area because it's already so big? Yeah. Um, and all that kind of stuff. So that's where, like, the websites and the funneling of information kind of started. So um, I've now got, like, the the calendar. Are you yeah, you can, we got time, though. Are you from here? Yes. Yeah. Can you recommend some place to eat for this evening? What kind of cuisine are you interested in? Um, any particular thing you're looking for? Uh, it depends. Mexican steak. <laughs> um, so tequilas is close. They're down the street that way a little bit. Really good Mexican place. Um, a little bit further down is Cantera. That one's pretty new. Both it's, of those are Mexican? Yep, both Mexican. Um, if you're looking for, like, super casual Mexican, there's Nini's. Um, does Where's Durango Diner? They're close. Oh, okay, that's right. They're, they're good. But, yeah, they're close. said there's tequilas and then cantina on down that way. They're both Mexican. They yep. said they were pretty good Mexican. And then um, Chimeo is like a pseudo-modern Mexican. Um, they're actually right across the street. Um, they do like a fire-grilled kind of atmosphere. They're pretty good. Um, old-timers is super casual American. It's so like burgers, fries, nachos, you know, that kind of yeah, we saw, I think, is that across from the Best Western? Pretty close. We're no, not quite. So they're only like a couple blocks down. Okay. Um, I mean, if you guys have time and you're up for a walk, if you just walk down Main, there's like at least three or four restaurants per block. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're looking for more Mexican, those, those few are okay. good Okay, thank you. Sorry well, to interrupt. No problem. Yeah, you're fine. Cool, man. Sorry, I forgot where we were at. So you were um, saying that. So... So after trying to, like, start kickstarting the community and, like, getting something for the community to rally around, I wanted to have a funnel for information. Perfect. Because I've traveled around. I've, like, Vegas is one spot where I I go twice a year. Uh And there's nobody besides trying to, like, you know, call each shop to figure out if there's something going on to go ride or something. Right. Uh, Because they got, like, Bootleg Canyon and, like, stuff like that. But... Again, you call around and like, oh, we'll kind of try this, or there might be that, or it's like there's or no someone hard else information <laughs> exactly. Getting the run around. So, I'm like, I'm now a customer of what I want to try and produce now. So, nice. like, I want an information funnel for everything. Very cool. So the website 
beyond just kind of promoting, like, again, the, the community around it is uh, a very extensive calendar of events. So we've got everything that's within, you know, say a two-hour driving distance um, on there. So and like we've got all the shop rides or weekly rides and stuff like that. And that really started to blow up, like, the second month I did it because people, like, were now like, holy crap, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Because um, even, like, as I started to build the calendar – because of how it seemed like the pocketed community, all these different clicks. So all the different clicks were doing stuff. So now that I was able to kind of pull information from them all and collaborate yeah. into one spot, it's like, holy crap, <laughs> there's a lot going on. Like yeah. my May calendar with the Iron Horse and all that stuff, it ended up being on a 20 by 24 inch poster, which is way bigger than most everything else. Um, oh, man. But I started getting a lot of really good feedback on like people were like, holy crap, this is awesome. Yeah. And uh, then beyond just events, trying to also collaborate and promote and all that stuff of anything cycling-centric in the area. So like any of the restaurants, like Carver's Brewing is a great one where they're always participating in cycling stuff. Okay. So, like sponsoring it and stuff like that. Yeah. So like them, um, their Steamworks, Ska. Um, so a bunch of that kind of stuff. And then eventually I want to build out the website so it's like restaurants and hotels and um, cycling programs. Like I've got the Fort cycling team on there. And just to have kind of a one-stop info place for anything cycling. Yeah. So ideally at some point it'll be very much more so a tourist information center. Perfect. But, I mean the information's just as relevant for somebody out of town as it is for locals. Exactly, man, so. yeah. I love it, man, and I love that you included, uh, town, like, places, you know, from Mastic, so you're always down there yeah. asking asking us what we got going on, and yeah. it's, it's helpful. I, th- I think it's going to... It's perfect, dude. It's, it's yeah. really, really cool. And uh, I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah. I'm glad you started it. And it sounds like it's keeping you crazy busy. Very much so. <laughs> like... I, I finally got a little bit of product, like hats and shirts going and stuff like that. So that's been kind of exciting yeah. to do something like that. Again, just kind of help supplement yeah. get, keeping this stuff going. Because I haven't sought any funding yet for it because exactly. I want it to mean something before I'm starting to ask for money. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah, uh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, like this, this last month um, or... I guess this month I've kind of got more or less sponsorship for the poster and it worked nice. out great. So, um, in due time, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, definitely I'm more concerned about the mission of it than particularly the profitability. As long as it can sustain itself and stay running, that's all I really care about. Exactly. Um, I mean, this project is so massively extensive in my head and eventually I want to get it on paper. Uh, because I would love to be able to utilize cycling as the the tool to help, like, do counseling type of stuff. For, like, Very youth cool, and dude. keep youth stuff together. Because uh, actually a story about me, why, again, this has so much meaning for me, uh-huh. is in, when, I was a, actually, when I was a freshman in high school, me and some kids got into some dumb trouble uh-huh. and all that stuff and had to, you know go do restitution all that kind of stuff so I didn't get a job Um, and after all that stuff was kind of cleared up and taken care of I had enough money left over to buy a bike and I bought my first like street style mountain bike and started riding at the skate park (laughs) and 
what ended up happening is I didn't get much into the scene at the skate parks. A lot of times, skate parks are associated with drugs and attitude exactly. and all like the negative stuff. But for me, I got into the sport of it and not the scene of it. Right. So it actually kept me out of trouble. Exactly. And I met a bunch of really cool guys. They were all older than I was, so they were done with the partying. They were done with like the more so negative aspect of what was revolves around the skate park a lot. Nice. Um, so having the passion of like more or less that kind of saved me. Uh, and then dealing with that experience that I had up in Portland and all that kind of stuff, I pipe dream with this thing. I eventually want to have an indoor facility that has a skate park, pump track, uh, indoor trails with the, uh, the teeter-totters, the logs, the rocks, and all that kind of stuff. And then... Um, Potentially even having it to where I've got office space for nonprofits, so like Devo or Trails 2000 or exactly. the Free Ride Coalition, the, the new guys that are kind of in the area. Yeah. Having a place for them that are, again, kind of cycling-centric to have a home where they, they're not stressing about particularly rent or anything like that. They're just helping maintain this communal kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and then potentially like yoga studios or anything else like that where these people can have a central home to exactly. do stuff um, and then I mean even potentially going as far as like kind of like how Woodward has the live-in camps where it's like okay we've got a hostile kind of situation where we've got a kitchen and beds and all this other kind of stuff and now we offer programs where it's full immersion like okay you're here for a week you're going to learn how to mountain bike yeah. and you're going to go from beginner to you know as far as you, you're willing to take it. Exactly. Because so, we've got, then we could utilize indoor facility, and then we've also got all the trails, all the, you know, everything. Exactly. I, I love your vision, so, dude. It's a, it's a good vision, and I think that you could go really far with it as far as, you can even, I'm, you, I'm sure you have, like, millions of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like you thought it through really well, yeah. but as far as just, uh, you can teach kids how to uh, email. You can mm-hmm. teach them how to be successful in life. Teach them exactly. how to talk to sponsors. Get get your sponsors that you have that deals with your indoor park and your mm-hmm. your, your business. Have like sponsors that support that. Exactly. So you, you yeah. just have like your own solid sponsors. So once you find a kid that is you see potential in him, mm-hmm. then one of them sponsors, whether it's yeah. specialized bikes or some supplement company. Exactly. We'll be like, okay, we'll invest in this kid. I mean, yeah. it, it, the sky's the limit, man. Yeah, exactly. And, again, like, focusing on the youth. So, again, like, I've had ideas with, like, the youth. is like, okay, if you want to ride at the skate park, um, you kind of have this, like, step-up program where, like, okay, if you're a young kid, you know, you're just learning all that kind of stuff. And then, ideally, high school kids or kids who are more advanced in whatever skill they're working on, to continue riding there, they have to mentor the little kids. So then it's, again, that exactly. aspect of... It's just community. Exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, every once in a while, like the skate park specifically, you get those that, those moments of community where yeah. you get these older guys helping out the little guys and all that stuff, whereas periodically you'll get those, you know, <laughs> dirtbag little kids that are just, like, yeah. not into helping anybody else and trying right. to run the park and... So, again, that's where, like, having the indoor, you can kind of control the, the environment a little bit. Exactly. But, but again, like, going back to the youth stuff and the life skills and all that, like, again, when I got, like, lost in the sport of biking and not the scene down at the skate park, I mean, the determination and the striving to learn a new trick is 
a life skill right there. It's like, okay, you don't stop yep. until you get it. Exactly. And then you learn something bigger, better. You can apply that. Yeah. Exactly. And there's, areas. yeah. And even just like with the bike in general, there's so many life skill metaphors yeah. within biking. Because, I mean, with everything that I, again, have compiled in my head, I need to get out on paper. <laughs> but, um, like, around here with all the the pros and all that kind of stuff, like, I would love to have a, a podcast to harbor exactly. conversations like this um, with the pros and stuff. And then, potentially, at some point, compiling all that information I gather into a book Perfect. of life skills or training or, yeah. I mean, there's even books that I've picked up at bookstores where it's just like a picture book of all these people with their bikes and then a little blurb like well I love my bike because of this or this is what I do with biking and like even stuff like that and like with I'm kind of stoked with like how the community's caught on so well with the Instagram that potentially that's a possibility of like alright cool like I've now more or less have permission to share these photos put them into a book and now this book is now supporting this project which is now you know supporting the community exactly and all that stuff so it's and like you said, it this is almost kind of perfect timing because, I mean, besides the fire this year, yeah, talking with uh, Purgatory with all the races and the trails they're adding this year, with the expansion of the trail system that Trails 2000 is kind of doing, but then also um, I haven't got to meet the guys very specifically yet. But the, 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 like the ones who make the park of that? Um, or what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, okay. So the them, and then also, like, Trails 2000, just, like, in the area, the expansion of trail systems. Oh, okay, just in general. But then there, there's also Four Corners uh, Freeride Coalition. I've talked with them a little bit, and I haven't got to meet them yet, but they're more of a progressive trail-building group. Are, are they out of here, Durango? I think, I'm pretty sure they're out of Durango. They might be maybe a little more towards Cortez, I think. Not oh, okay. 100%, but their whole mission is... Uh, to an extent similar to Trails 2000 like building trails and stuff but they want to leave it progressive with the skill level of the riders oh okay I mean Durango's got some stupidly skilled kids (laughs) people you know all that kind of stuff now right so rather than dumbing down trails and making it easy for everybody there's like no there's here's a double black that you need to be skilled at and there's a warning and so that's their mission which again like that's a group I want to support because that is I mean, there's no reason to water down the sport here in the area just yeah. because everybody wants to try it. And it gives, I don't know, it makes sense because it gives people with that skill level a place to ride. Because exactly. I, I, I've kind of heard of instances where people who do like to go a little bit a little bit bigger will go on mellow trails and then they end up messing it up or something. Yeah, exactly. Or, but the locals think mess it up, you know, because mm. you made a new line or yeah. cut a tree down or something she's like oh that'd just be way gnarlier if you could just gap those three corners or whatever yeah, you know exactly. and so it gives them something to be like okay we want we want to ride like what we ride and then yeah it's yeah, that's pretty sick i've never even heard of that man i'm gonna have to follow them they got they probably have instagram and all that stuff yep they do Four yeah Corners free ride coalition yep sick man that's yeah so that's cool um all right, cool. Yeah, we kind of covered up the pedal Durango thing. I, I think yeah. it's cool, man. I'm stoked that you're doing it. I was going to ask you what uh, what you thought about the future here. I mean, I think we kind of touched on it a little mm-hmm. bit, but uh, it sounds to me like you just want to see more like uh, like you were mentioning the uh, Norba. Is that what you called it? Or yeah. Is that what it's called? It is national something or other biking. Yeah. So get some more stuff like that here. Yeah, um, yeah and like that's something that Purgatory is working on is there a – 
this year they were going to be working on some trails for like the Scott Enduro and Perfect. they wanted to get other nationals here. I think they've got a goal in like 2020 to have the mountain bike nationals again or something like that. Up Very here. cool. Um, but yeah, just like with like the expand or the expanse of the biking industry, trying to get it to kind of come back to Durango to a point. Yeah. Um, I mean, even to the potential of like, okay, if we get enough interesting stuff where we get the following, we get the people like, oh, let's go to hit Durango because they got this going on. Exactly. Because um, again, I mean, be, beyond just you know promoting cycling and all that stuff, I mean, that's a huge economic impact for the locals here. Yeah. So, um, because I right now all I've got for road is my fixed gear. It's just what I'm accustomed to riding now. Yeah. I've done the Iron Horse two years in a row on my fixed gear, which most people are like, holy freaking crap. <laughs> but um, I talked to the director of the race about adding that as a category next year, and he's like, I'm totally down. Oh, they don't have a category for that? Not for fixed gear. Oh, wow. So oh, okay. are you familiar fixed gear. with fixed gear? It, it, you pedal forward and backwards? Yeah, so there's no coasting, <laughs> single gear. It's pretty gnarly, but it's, like, total, like, minimalism and, like, purist, I guess you can say, of cycling. Right. Um, you wrote, you did the Iron Horse on one? How, how do you... <laughs> so, I'm guessing you that. just never take your feet off the pedals, huh? Or no. else you'll be screwed. Yeah, like, I mean, I could, to like, go downhill a little bit faster, but it's just scarier trying to catch the pedals. So you won't get just, your feet back on. Yeah. Which, I mean, and again, like, training-wise... No brakes. No brakes. <laughs> Sketchy, bro. Sketchy. I get that. <laughs> um, but, like, as a training tool, that kind of bike is killer. Um, you just kind of – do you th- – like, what are the what are the advantages? You just feel you kind of more one with the bike? Yeah. Kinda? Is that definitely like? very much one with the bike. You get a very intimate feel of the full pedal rotation. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, going downhill on a fixed-year bike, at least from my experience, is it's a very controlled, like, floating pedal. Oh, okay. And so, like, I've maxed my bike out at 47 miles an hour, which was a little intense, and my cadence had to been upwards towards 300 <laughs> and you're, or something like that. With your feet on the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it was a little crazy. That's <laughs> crazy, But But um, <laughs> going back to potentially having that category in the iron horse yeah i've got friends up in denver who ride track bikes and that sort of thing that are kind of into it and like they've done the mount evans climb so i mean they're looking for that kind of a challenge and then also nice. like red bull does and um, is there anywhere where's the closest competition for something like that that kind of category fixed gear category um, around here I mean, Around the, here, there's nothing. I mean, Denver has a little bit um, of, like, more so, like, the fixed-gear crits and those okay. kinds of things. But it yeah. means, like, hill climb. There's not a lot. Uh-huh. But it's starting to seem like a growing kind of fad. Yeah. And, like, ideally, you know, transitioning from a fad to an actual, like, this is legitimate. Right. Um, <laughs> a lot more guys are starting to, like, look for heavy climbs and just, like, grinding and Dang. with that kind of stuff. Um but Red Bull does the San Francisco Hill Climb, which is one of their crazy graded streets um, where you ride a fixed gear bike up this thing. And so, <clears throat> I'm, I'm assuming climbing on a fixed gear is not much different than any, or is it? I mean, um, would it be like climbing on a single speed? Yeah, it'd be very similar. Although, again, like you get that second to coast every once in a while, where like on the fixture you don't. You just keep pedaling. But again, like going back to the idea on training on that, it 
gets you super intimate and like you start using different muscle groups and stuff like that which and you might even uh, when you get back on your regular bike with the free will mm-hmm. you might even find yourself pedaling more than you used to yep. maybe I'm yeah assuming. yeah and like for me like even mountain bike riding i'm rarely am i not pedaling unless it's like downhill and it's coasting and stuff like that nice. but like for the most part i'm constantly pedaling just because it's habit yeah dude that's but cool it's yeah it's definitely a total different animal so with um, you and bikes, what's your what's your favorite discipline? I mean, it sounds like you got them pretty much all covered. But what, is yeah. there anything? Do you do you just kind of are into one at one point in your life and then you kind of switch it up, or is there a favorite that you've always enjoyed? Like I've always enjoyed the skate park and like the freestyle street stuff because it's so creative and I mean the, those skills that I've learned there translate to everything. Do you ride um, street and park on a uh, 20-inch or a Not, little, a not anymore. Um, I ride it on a dirt jumper now okay. because I've broken both my wrists three times riding <laughs> park. Uh, so the 20-inch are a little harsh? A little harsh on the wrist, yeah. And so, you get a fork on the dirt jumper? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And then also, like, the other thing that's been really cool is now that I am on a dirt jumper, it's, it's like, oh, that guy's riding a mountain bike, which, I mean, it's a very specific yeah, yeah. mountain bike, but... That's it's like what the slip style guys ride, right? Yeah, like, exactly. So still mountain biking. Yeah, so now it's like sparking an interest for the the younger kids again to like get back into biking because, like at the skate park here in Durango, the biking scenes kind of died down a little bit. Uh-huh. There's not as many people doing it, whether it's on a BMX a 20 inch or on a mountain bike or anything like that. Where I'm now, like I'm actually coaching a few kids at the skate park. You know, this is how you ride this stuff. This is the skills you can work on, all that kind of stuff. And it's starting to catch on. Perfect. And I've talked to Devo about adding that as a, as a program. Perfect. And Devo's a little on the fence. Whether I'm not quite sure if it's because it's not it's not traditional mountain biking or yeah. whatever, or if it's permits or this or that, or whatever with the city. But I mean, that's something. If Devo doesn't do it, I'll probably end up trying to do it as well. Because again, it's there's a gap within that discipline and that meant that. Yeah, a yeah. little bit of that mentality here in the community, and I'd love to fill that. It's something I wish I would have got into because mm-hmm. I, I, I race enduro because it just fit me. Coming from motocross, I'm like, oh, I could go fast downhill. Yeah. That's <laughs> all I thought until I started racing. I'm like, you meet some guys that are ridiculous. Yeah. I thought I was fast, but no. Now I'm more <laughs> like putting my place. But anyway, I think that would have taught me more just small skills, technical. Like, I still can't manual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just think it'd be fun to be able to do like little 360s or crank flips or yep. little bar spin or something just i don't know just give you that control when you're about there yeah. like dodging tree roots and yep. jumping up and down on over boulders and stuff you know and that's exactly. kind of the skill it, motocross people think that it helps i mean it helps you kind of like read dirt in the corners and stuff mm-hmm. but on a dirt bike all i ever raced was like arena cross tracks and motocross yeah. tracks so, like, you don't ride rock gardens on a dirt bike. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So you're just kind of screwed. But anyway, I, I think that you're right on the money, man, with that. Um, yeah. It would develop really good bike skill, bike handling skills. Yeah, and, like, that's the biggest thing because, like, I mean, going from skate park BMX and street to, like, racing BMX, uh-huh. I, I, have a few, I have a buddy who actually runs the BMX program here in town, and when we were in high school, I took him riding street just because, like, oh, we both ride BMX, let's go ride. Yeah. And... It was so funny. I mean, he was so not in the mindset of, like, holy crap, this is stuff you can actually do on a bike. It was kind of comical. But he just, then, yeah, he was used to BMX. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> I jumped up onto this little barrier and did a manual across, and he's like, 
like total mind blown kind of thing. <laughs> but like watching like little kids out the track, like they can ride around the track just fine. But then once they get off the track, they don't know how to ride a bike. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like you were saying, like having those bike handling skills, like it's fun watching guys who have that maneuverability of the bike on trails because like they'll be riding and then they'll do like a little bunny hop yep. nose bonk on something back to the trail or like they'll jump off one side of the trail and like come on down the other side and exactly it just looks so flowy and effortless but to get to that point like there's a lot of learning a lot of yeah like oh i can actually do with this bike whereas i've watched a few people where they're like so locked onto the bike that like they do one little thing their seat bucks them that's kind of so how scary. I am, I think. <laughs> yeah. But you're right, man. I've seen some guys do that, and it's just, to them, it looks like as easy as walking, you know? It's exactly. like second nature. They're just like, they just yep. go with it. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and like all that style, like, just gets people so amped, whether or not they can do it or want to do it or anything like that. But, like, all the downhill videos are generally the, the more exciting ones. Yep, exactly. And stuff like that. So, again, kind of bringing back the excitement of the sport because again i mean like i've fallen in love with road after now getting into it because of the mind space you can get into the training the the health benefits behind it and all that stuff but for the most part it's not super exciting it's okay i'm pointing down the road i'm going for it uh so again because there are so many different aspects to cycling and stuff like that to have kind of a, a moldable community to where it's it's all together yeah. Um, they yeah, all benefit. So. They all benefit. Exactly. And then even if you're, I feel like no matter what discipline you're in, there is a, it, it, uh, they all have their challenges, you know? Exactly. And they all, you, you'll kind of, you're going to hit your roadblocks in each one, you know? You're yep. going to find your, you're going to find your, your peak, you know? Yep. Uh, whether you're on a road bike or whatever. It, yeah. There's, there's, there's an opportunity to grow in each one of those. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. and like you were explaining, they all kind of complement each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you think that Durango is missing a place for dirt jumpers? I mean, a little bit. I, I don't really know where all the pump tracks are around here and stuff, mm-hmm. but I know where the BMX track is, and I've seen some photos of some dirt jumps. I don't know where they are, though, but... Mm-hmm. You go to, like, Belmont Bike Park in Boulder. Mm-hmm. You go to the bike park in Frisco, Colorado. Have you been to these those places? I, I kind of know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about for sure. It I just is, don't personally know. Do you think that's something Durango needs to really kind of start looking at? Yes, And then definitely. maybe Devo would be more serious and uh, yeah. if, if you actually see a slope-style course with wall mm-hmm. rides and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely think it's something missing. Again, trying to break down the barriers between... Because, again, because Durango was such a, an origination of the sport, and, like, there's they've got so many, like, uh, so much history here. Uh-huh. I mean, like, Greg Herbal, one of the, like, forefathers of downhill, like, you know, he's a local, and Ned Overin and all these other guys, but, like, they've been in the industry for years. Yeah. Um, like, I know, like, I don't believe that those two have much of, like, that elitist mentality, but... Because of the history, there are a lot of locals who do kind of have that. And, again, like going back to the idea on the skate park, the the supposed environment that revolves around that sport is kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of taboo. It's not okay. It's this or that or whatever. Right. Okay. Um, so, again, I think part of that would be changing up the 
association with it. Mm-hmm. And then, again, I, with the, the indoor facility, I've got a, a, a lot picked out that, like, if I could, you know, money no no object right now and I can just go do it. Right. <laughs> I'd love to do it. Um, but there'd be enough space on this lot to have, like, a very good-sized dirt jump area. Yeah. To build that and, like, leave it as almost a an open source kind of dirt area where then we could have groups of kids come in and build a line. Oh, there you go. Kinda. Do that kind of stuff. And, like, once, because uh, I'm... There's this place called the post office. I forget where it's at specifically, but it started with like two jumps and like one or two big ones and stuff like that. And now it's like one of the go-to spots where like people know, like oh, the post office kind of thing. Yeah. They know it by name now, where a lot of locals or like big name like free rider guys started out at and stuff like that. So ideally, like maybe trying to recreate that kind of a that's not kind of around here or it's, it's back somewhere. east. Somewhere. Oh, okay, cool. But, um, yeah, to, like, to give a, that discipline a home, I think, would help change that association. Because, again, exactly. um, I've spoken with a few people that, like, with Trails 2000, they, they're very specific in what they're trying to do. And they don't really have room to allow free ride or dirt jumping or that kind of thing. Okay. They're um, wanting to just do backcountry or... Fix, fix, maintain what we have. Kind maintain of. what Durango has. Yeah, and and again, I mean, maybe on some level they think it doesn't fit within their ideal of what they want to promote. So then they don't promote it and they don't support it. Yeah, but so yeah, I, I definitely think that there is uh, an area that that could easily or it needs to be in place somewhere. Exactly. Whether the city does it or helps with it or you know, ideally maybe. With my project, trying to get something going. Exactly. Once it's in place, I think there's going to be enough of a community to really help maintain it. Very cool, man. Well, right on. We'll probably wrap this. I don't know how long we've been going for a little while now. Um, I'll <laughs> ask you with just a little fun question. What is your all-time all-time trail? Where, if you can go, you know, like what's your where's your go-to? Where's your favorite spot? Um, whatever it is. My like what, my favorite trail system because there's not one trail up there. I usually turn a few of them into a big loop and stuff. But <laughs> test tracks over okay. near Hogsback, probably by far my favorite. Star Wars used to be a very fun trail. It's kind of gotten a little too used. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of uh, brake ruts and all that kind of stuff. But like that whole system up there is flowy and fun, and you could just spend hours out there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you can turn, I mean, the loops, like an individual loop up there isn't very long, but you can yeah. turn loop into loop into loop into loop exactly. and just spend hours up there, yeah. But, Do you ever take your dirt jumper up there? Your um, I haven't yet because I don't have brakes on it right now. <laughs> Can't really climb on it, huh? Yeah, but um, I mean, that's where I used to take my downhill bike all the time, is just oh, nice. hike it up to the top of the ridge and come down. <laughs> and have you but, rode Purgatory recently? No. No. Um, I rode it twice last year. Um, before the cl- before they close for winter, and then I'm actually doing uh, one of Devo's gravity camps up there in a couple weeks. Uh-huh. Um, but I haven't had a chance to get up there. Nice. I rode it for uh, the first time a, a couple of months ago, and it was uh, or they're op- whenever they opened this year, mm-hmm. and it was really cool, man. It surprised me. Nice. I've, I've I've raced the Scott Enduro Cup last year, and I'm oh, doing cool. the Scott Enduro Cup this year. Sweet. And uh, it's definitely competitive to, to places like. Park City and uh, Angel Fire. And that's stuff like that. that's awesome. It's it's it's. I think it's more technical in those places. 
That's cool. A few of the trails I went down, I'm like, I eat, <laughs> I eat crap on one of them. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, I couldn't even hold on to my bike because it was so Dude. steep and rough. But it has its, cool. it has a, it's a steep mountain. It, it feels is. a lot steeper than, than places like Angel Fire. And so yeah. I'm excited to see them develop it. And from what I hear, just the word on the street is that they're going to. Is that yep. kind of yeah, what it Yeah, I think like? they've got plans for like an, an additional like 10 to 15 miles of trail. Nice. Which, again, I mean, if you're just riding a lift up and coming down, that's a lot of trail. It is, yeah. Heck, um, yeah. And that's I know, cool. like, they want to develop a little bit more. Because, like, I've ridden their flow trail. That's really all I've ridden up there. Uh-huh. And last year, because that's a discipline I'm w- well-versed in, I got really bored on the flow trail because there wasn't a lot of flow in it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think they've changed. It's pretty sick now, dude. Nice. So when I rode it, that's it was sweet. fun. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to start seeing, like, what they do. And, like, with what... Um, Hogan, who he's like the the biking director for Perth, uh-huh. with what he's got in the plans for the next four years, it's yeah. going to be exciting. Sick! I'm, I need to hook up with him because yeah. that's I, I'm kind of trying to. Uh, we started this podcast with our race team because we're mm-hmm. not the type we don't like to ride with GoPros and have YouTube channel stuff. So we're like, mm-hmm. we'll just start a podcast and start talking about our racing. I mean, nice. that's the best way to tell people our experiences and what we're learning. But then I figured where we live is epic, you know, there's yeah. pro, like you said, you know, there's a lot of pros around here, so I was like, I'll start interviewing people, and so I think he'd be a great person. Yeah, and, he'd, be, uh, he'd be awesome. And I'm excited for you to start your podcast, man, if you do, it's going to be sick, and yeah. uh, it's just like a great avenue, people, you know, can listen to these things while they're working, or driving, exactly. or commuting, like whatever, riding their bike, I guess, I don't, yep. I don't know if that's safe to, <laughs> I've never <Sure>. tried it, <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, as I this is the first time I broke out and like I want to do a random interview with someone so nice. I'll, thank you man I really appreciate you oh, doing this you. and uh, we'll catch up man we'll do this every couple of months if you're not busy like yeah. I'll just hit you up and we'll maybe go for a ride or yeah, we'll do another podcast that. just see, just to spread the word you know and yeah, see what's awesome. uh, see what's happening in the, in the scene and that'd be very cool like I'm, I'm in the works of networking with some of the radio guys in the area too just to get on the radio for Perfect. again more exposure but yeah. Um, I know uh, Durango Cyclery, a few of the guys who used to be there, used to have a cycling-specific radio show. Oh, no way. And so, like, I've been wanting to talk with them about, like, okay, what was your guys' content? What, like, yeah. what can I do now? And, again, I want to put it in the podcast form so it's available anytime, anywhere. Exactly. Where it's, like, the radio is, like, <laughs> well, if I put the content out there on the radio, it's there and gone. And yeah. they have to be listening at that time. And it's, like, podcasts just would be, you know... It's I fun, save man. <laughs> and, yeah. and you can talk however long you want to. Yeah. Like, we could get into a lot more stuff. I would like to talk about industry or yeah. trail <laughs> etiquette. Because trail etiquette, I get grilled for trail etiquette, bro. I, I actually, I remember a time, I think you shared one of my videos where yeah. I cut a trail or something <laughs> yeah. and someone got super mad. And yeah, actually, I'm always doing that, dude. I, it's, I'm have the worst trail etiquette. <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. it's not okay. I, I'm, I'm, so I'm trying to do better, though, but I'm like... I get so frustrated when people try to tell me how to ride my bike. I'm like, don't yeah. tell me how to ride my bike. But I understand. I get it. You know, I think it's, it's that moto. It probably <laughs> yeah. So I just be like it. <laughs> exactly. On a dirt bike, you just get on and go as fast as you can. Yep. Like, nobody says anything. If you want to try a crazy line cool. or, you know, and then where we live, BLM just forever. So Yeah, exactly. When I'm on a mountain bike trail, I'm like, hey, you can cut that corner. It's right. It's a corner. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I got to knock, knock that habit off. <laughs> but, cool. Cool, right on, Tony. I really appreciate yeah, it, man. No problem. That was sick. And way fun. Yeah, we'll catch up periodically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Where can people find you? I guess Pedal Durango. You got any? Uh... Um, so website pedaldurango.com. Uh, it's got like most of all of my links are on there to like all the social. But uh, the main thing that like has really been where I've spent most of the time is on the Instagram. Yep. Just because it's such a visual sport and all that stuff. Yeah. And so, I like your new page with your merchandise. I just yeah. just seen that the awesome. other day. Cool. I'm yeah. Get me some. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't focused too much on that because again, like I'm not. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not into it for the money. Well, you sound busy anything, already. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, exactly. But like the pedal Durango on Instagram, and then the hashtag pedal Durango, and then you got Facebook. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And but I do most of the the work on Instagram, so that's the best spot. And I'll uh, in this podcast, I'll put everything in the description. That way, Sweet. people can click on it and, and do that. Awesome. Yeah. I don't cool. do that's fun. Heck yeah. 